Hey, Joe Soto here, and welcome to the Not Your Average Joe Show. I have a question for you. Are you ready for a quantum leap in clients, revenue, and impact? Well, today I've got a special guest. I have David Horsager, who's with us. He's one of the most dynamic business advisors in the world, and he's recognized globally as the expert on the subject of trust. He's going to pull back the curtain and reveal a proven coaching and leadership system that has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and organizations around the world solve their biggest problems and gain lasting results. David is the CEO of Trust Edge Leadership Institute. He's a trust expert in residence at High Point University, and he's a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the book Trust Edge, and he's got a new book coming out. Can't wait for you guys to learn about it. His work's been featured in all the prominent media, such as Fast Company, Forbes, and MSNBC. Um, he advises leaders and uh, has delivered presentations on six different continents with audiences ranging from FedEx to Toyota to MIT and global governments to the New York Yankees and the Department of Homeland Security. David's with us. I'll be right back with you. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. David Horsager is in the house. David, welcome to the show, man. Joe, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate you. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, you and I go way back, way, way back into uh, uh, in the day of having met with uh, our original mentor, Harvey McKay, for the Harvey McKay Roundtable, and to see what you've achieved uh, since the time I first met you and the growth of your, your business, your brand, um, to see the evolution of the books that you put out. Um, I'm pumped. My audience, they don't even know what they have uh, in front of them right now in terms of, of what they're going to learn today. You have a new book coming out called The Trusted Leader. The eight pillars that drive results, and I want to talk about um, some of the principles in the book. So, if somebody chose not to buy the book, they would get some incredible value today. Is that okay? That's fine. It's okay. Well, give, first of we'll all, give it give, all away. Give, give me the background. What's the story? What's the big deal about trust, and where did this yeah. book come from? You know, I started researching trust when very few were at all. Over, you know, almost two decades ago, basically, I had this epiphany that. The, the issue they think they have is not a leadership issue. It's a trust issue. The issue they think they have is a, they think that it's a sales issue. It's not the reason people don't buy is because they don't trust them. It's they think they have a marketing issue. The only way to amplify a marketing message is trust. The only, you know, these diversity issues of our day, the biggest Harvard study shows diversity on its own pits people against each other unless you increase trust. So it, it, whether, whether, you know, your, your number one question everybody's asking about you, about your marketing, about your message, about your leadership, whether it's your your spouse, partner, friend, or your kids, they're asking, can I trust you? And that's way higher than being liked. It's not people, oh, we buy from people we like. I got friends I like a lot. I wouldn't go into business with in a million years. So <laughs> we we kept we kept finding that trust was the number one driver. And then in our research, we put out one of the biggest studies on trust and leadership every year. And our annual global study kept finding the number one reason people want to work for an organization ahead of being paid more, ahead of a more fun work environment with a ping pong table. They want to trust their leadership. Trusted leadership was number one. So basically what we found is people want to either be a trusted leader or they want to follow a trusted leader. And so this book 
came and uh, it's it's really fun. It's a great story up front the gate that shifts thinking about trust. We think we know it all about trust. You know, it's like, oh, it's just vulnerability and transparency. No, some of your kids are so transparent on Facebook. I don't trust them for a second. Confidentiality is also trusted. You know, we got to shift thinking about trust and then we got to see how we can use it to grow and affect change. So my mind's a little bit blown how fast you just went through all that. <laughs> um, because I think there's a lot of people who are who are watching, who are listening, who they know, they kind of know instinctively how important trust is, but they don't see it or understand it as a driver in an organization. And you say something that is kind of a common theme across your your books. I know you're also a world-class speaker and I've had a chance to see you speak. I was at the uh, National Speakers Association and went to your workshop um, and got a chance to see. I'm not sure if you remember that. We're back when we could speak on stages and go, wow. go and right. mix in public. Uh, the that you say that it's a company's biggest expense. It's an entrepreneur's biggest expense. We have right. a lot of solopreneurs who are listening Absolutely. and watching, and may not realize how much of an expense it is. Here's the problem. The problem is most people, entrepreneurs or leaders, are solving the wrong problem. They don't see it as the root issue. And it's always, a, the root issue is always a trust issue. And a lack of trust is always the biggest cost in the bottom line. It always is. Just, just let, Let's just take all the research out of it and just think simply, a lock. Why do I put a lock on anything? Because I don't trust you. So that's a lack of trust, a symbolically a lack of trust. So what is the cost of having a lock on something? Well, the money, I got to buy a lock. Yeah. The bigger cost, though, is time. Now I got to open it every time. Or text someone you trust. How long does that take? Bloop. Now try to text someone you don't trust. Oh, how are they going to take this? How are they going to take that? It costs time. There's always mm. a cost. It, it, we, we kept seeing trust was the driver. When trust went up, we could affect attrition, retention, cost, loyalty. Trust was the leading indicator and the number one driver. And, and if people can start to see that trust is always the root, is, root issue, they can solve it. If they keep saying it's leadership, it's communication, it's, it's engagement, trust drives engagement. The pillars of trust drive the, right, the communication they're talking about. Trust drives retention, sales, whatever. Brilliant. Brilliant. So you, you talk about using different types of trust tools in organizations and you talk about activating and kickstarting trust. Mm -hmm. And what this does is it brings tangibility to the word. Like you could actually, it's not just a, um, a broad concept. It's actually a, a something you can work on and here's a tangible way to do it. There's actually actionable things you can do. So what do you mean by kickstarting trust in an organization? I know you have a, like a, almost like a pyramid in the book kind right. of showing the, the ascension of that. But I'll give you can share and reveal, shed a little light for the listeners. Sure. First of all, people, a misnomer is people think trust is something you either have or you don't. Well, that person either has it or they don't. They either have it or they don't. It's not true. It's something you can actively build. You can build it into your leadership, your marketing, your sales. And when you do, you've just hit the key driver. So you have to think differently about trust. And it is bigger than you think. The whole, as you know, the whole book is built in this eight pillar framework, these eight components of trust. But the little kickstart is, You've got to see it as the root cause. So you have to see it. You have to confront reality. You have to see the root cause, which is one of the eight pillars or a mix of them. And then you have to apply the trust tools. And that's a simple little process for how you do it. You confront reality, see the root issue, and apply the tool. And that's the quick, simple process. And that common language is those eight pillars because yeah. you can, I know it sounds, I, I hate it when consultants come in and look, oh, I know it all. It's all, this is always how it is. I'm telling you without ego, but a whole lot of research and work on six continents, it always 
is a trust issue and you can solve every leadership and organizational issue against these eight. These eight were just through triangulated revalidation, just revalidated as the eight ways trust is built globally by an outside university. PhDs have been built on them. If, if they can see it as one of these eight, they actually have a chance at solving the real issue. As Let me do a quick example here. So people say, we got a communication issue. They never do. Communication is happening all the time. Clear communication is trusted. Unclear communication is not. Compassionate communication trust is trusted. Hateful communication isn't. Consistent is, inconsistent isn't. So when you define it against these eight, you actually can solve the issue of engagement, sales, whatever. Wow, this is a whole paradigm shift for how people think about approaching to solve problems. So you, what you're suggesting is that this is a problem-solving strategy because you just made a pretty big claim, which is all organizational problems can be traced back to one of the eight pillars of right. the framework that you share. By the way, if you don't have the book yet, I'm going to put up here an opportunity for you to go and get it. You can go to trustedleaderbook.com forward slash Soto and get a bunch get of extra copy. But by the way, I want to make one quick thing about what you said is, hey, this doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean I know everything about your issue or challenge or anything like that. I'm just no from our work with global governments, corruption issues, pro sports teams like the Yankees, I mean, Rockies, just just from companies, big companies, small companies. We have certified folks on six continents. I'm just saying that you can solve against these eight. So once you once you understand these eight, you can actually solve against those. It, I don't, I'm not saying I know it all or that it's easy. Right. I'm just saying that actually you can solve the right problem when you understand these eight. And that's a good place to start. Understand these eight helps you understand the problem. Right. Like Absolutely. you said, you don't have a communication problem because clear communication is trusted communication. Right. That was it's a clarity issue or a compassion issue or a yes. consistency issue. It's not right. a communication issue. And so. and so it also, in addition to being a problem solving model, which is this is brilliant. And I think every entrepreneur should have this framework in their repertoire, and but is also a decision making framework too for leadership, for entrepreneurs. Um alike. So to share a little bit about that, like how does this help decision makers make decisions? Well, when you understand these eight, you can solve against them or you can grow using them. So you can define, like, let's say marketing. Um, I, I can go, I can look at a marketing message and I can say, okay, is it trusted or not? Is this going to resonate with my audience? Well, I can go through the, the the framework and there are more subtleties. Look, I talk about each of these pillars for a full day. So it's not that, um, I, and I share a lot of this in the book, but under the, you know, is it clear? Absolutely clear in the way we talk about clarity. Okay, that's pillar number one. Is it compassionate? Do we show care for our audience? Okay, that's that's pillar number two. Does it reflect the character we want? Does it show, you know, does it build a connection with the audience in a certain way? So I, I can run through the eight and I can decide, is that message going to hit? Whether it's a leadership message, a marketing message, or, you know, uh, or, or a product or brand or, you know, whatever. But I can I can make decisions of where we're going to um, resource against the eight for the outcome we want to have. Right. Yeah. What, what do you say to, I, yes. And I, and I, and I love how you just ran through some of the pillars that quickly, because obviously this is your world and tied it to, to real life examples. How, what do you say to the, to the, um, the, uh, leader out there working in a small to large company or an entrepreneur who's working from home, trying to build their business, who just takes trust kind of lightly and says, listen, I'm, People trust me already. I'm a trusted authority. Um, And I have never had any complaints. So why is this a big deal or something I should learn? Well, I would say, first of all, 
from my experience, trust is more, uh, it's bigger than you think. It's more important and it's a little more complex sometimes. And when you shift your thinking about trust, you have a chance at growing exponentially. This is that whole idea. Like for some of you, you think, oh, we buy from people we like. I said it already. You, you don't. I like people a whole lot. That it doesn't mean that that's not part of it, but I, I've got friends I like a lot. I wouldn't go into business with in a million years, right? Because I don't trust them. You have to think differently about trust. You have to make decisions, marketing decisions, leadership decisions, make them on trust, not some of these other things. When you hit the trust driver, you, you can see, you might say, I, I want my referrals to go up. There's only one way to increase your net promoter score, or NPS score. And that is not with more referrals. The only way is to increase trust. So you increase one of these pillars, you increase your net promoter score, you increase your sales. We've, we've had people say with one of the ideas uh, under this eight pillar framework, they tripled sales in 90 days. I can tell you this, the, the truth is in the book of when I lost 52 pounds in five months uh, in, and it's one of the ideas under that clarity pillar. So I would just say you have to think bigger about trust and see it as the core issue when you do. When you do that and you understand the common language, the eight pillar framework, and then you understand a few tools, just a few ways you can build trust, simple, clear, not necessarily easy for in every situation, but simple, clear tools, because I knew that I would only use it if it was simple and clear, you know, I'm a farm kid. I love the research, but I, I, I need to have stuff that I can use tomorrow morning. When I have tangible tools I can use to build trust tomorrow morning, then I would see growth in impact and income. So I, I, I just think it, number one, you have to see it differently and see if you see trust is the root issue, you start to solve the real issue and grow your company and business and sales. When I read your uh, first book called The Trust Edge, which I want to talk about how this is different. Um, again, the new book, Trusted Leader, um, I think is you know, is, 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 the, is the next level of some of these principles and it's awesome. But when I when I first read it, I, I thought this is a this is a mental this is a mental shift. This is a mindset book, first and foremost, because you have to wrap your mind around what what you just said um, that you have to you know learning how to think bigger about trust and learning how to think about trust in a much different way. And that's what you've done for the world, by the way. I think this is your one of your one of your biggest contributions is you've you've taken a word that people just have take for granted that you kind of use it in conversation. They they don't have this type of framework to think about it and you've given them a way to think about it in a more purposeful, useful way that can help them, like you just said, solve again some of their biggest problems and use it to grow, which I loved when you said it that way, because very if I, I could interview 100 CEOs right now or 100 entrepreneurs, and if I said, give me what you think is the number one way to grow your business, the word trust may not come out of their mouth the, out of all 100. When which is the problem. You're, which is a, which is which is the problem, right? So I love that, and you're solving a big problem with this. And so I just know the the mindset sometimes because I was in this mindset, and I want to I'm sharing it with people who are listening. Uh, be careful how you misunderstand this word and and how you neglect using it as a growth strategy, as a problem solving strategy, um, and and quite honestly. It, it can, it's, it's, it's not just for, here's the secret. It's not just for uh, business leaders, is it? It's for parents too. You're a parent. I, I'm a I parent. <laughs> well, this is, this is the passion. And you've, you've, you've sneaked it in a couple of times when you were right. talking earlier, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I have had people say to me, 
I met a, I can remember this one tough guy, teary eyed, came up to me and said, I, from, he heard me a year earlier than back at the annual sales meeting that year I was. And he said, I just wanted you to know in the last year, this, this work, it helped me triple my sales, but way more importantly, it saved my marriage. Now, I don't mind if people are affected personally or, you know, uh, what do we know? We know this. We know organizations don't change. Countries don't change. Only individuals change. But when an individual changes, then a team, a company, a country can change. So I love this. But let me just say, Joe, you know, you start back with that grad work and that epiphany 20 years ago almost. And then you start using in companies and it actually worked. And that was kind of a big deal for some people. And then you sort of along the way, why am I passionate about this? It, it changed me. It changed my parenting, my leadership, and the way I see even the world and the root issues and how to grow people and organizations. So um, that's probably why I'm so passionate because I get to see it every day. And and of course, with my kids at home, uh, four kids and and my wife and and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the cool stuff. I mean, I mean, this is you're living and breathing this in your personal and professional life. And you know, I I. You know, there's a lot of talk about you know work-life balance and, and and all this, but at the end of the day, if you're doing what you're passionate about, great. But this is the this is the the root cause of the issues in both sides of your world are rooted in this and and what you you, you call it that you call it the root cause uh, in the book and you 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 uh, reference it that way. You, I noticed you structured the actionable half of the book in a unique and interesting way. Can you tell us the readers about that a little bit in their anticipation of getting the book? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it, it was really fun. This is really cool. And the reviews have been just, in spite of me, been, been great. It's really fun. The first half of the book is a business parable, a story to shift thinking about trust. Those ways that we thought we knew it all. Even I did when I started the grad work. Oh, it's just transparency, vulnerability. It's not. The uh, trusted leader has to be transparent as they can while being as confidential as they ought or, or seeing how it's the root cause or matters or thinking, oh, it takes a long time to build trust. You can't do that overnight. It takes a long time. And yet in a crisis like 9-11 in America, complete strangers trust each other in a moment if they're running the same direction. A whole lot of trust is built and lost in a moment. Or we can think confidence is trusted. That can be unless it leads to arrogance, which isn't. Or I extend more trust to my team. I'll get more out of them until I extend too much. That's a problem. So we have to kind of just in, in a really cool short parable, we take this journey of an entrepreneur who basically saves his company with trust through a, a guide and just a, a fun, really cool situation that actually many of the parts of that are true, uh, inspired from true stories where I sat and watched situations happen in a, in a boardroom and some other things. So that's inspiring opening. And the second half is actionable tools a leader can use tomorrow morning. The spa method under the compassion pillar of how to create an appreciative environment. The how, how, how method, that, that method I told you under clarity that we've seen people triple sales and I lost 52 pounds in five months. We've, the, the, the very specific, the trust shield under the connection pillar. I mean, we often hear the most powerful activity for leaders to use and we put it right in the book so people can use it. So the second half is that eight pillar framework that came out of the research. It's denoted by C words as as far as the research funnels for clarity, but don't don't be thinking it's some just motivational using C words. It came out of this this research piece, and uh, they can be used tomorrow morning. These 
actionable strategies. So, and that gets to the difference between Trust Edge. You know, Trust Edge was 365 pages. It was born in my original research, um, you know, over a decade ago. And and uh, I, and by the way, we made that actionable. That's still selling. It's it, it, when I sent that to the first agent, there were 200 more pages, and the agent was like, "Well, you you know, people want to know you did the research, but they would cut that out of it, right?" So that's a little organizational, a little little more, uh, still very actionable and usable. This book, we said, we want something people that don't read as much or they want quick action takeaways it's shorter it's quicker and those those takeaways under the eight pillars are something a leader can use tomorrow morning so that's a little bit more the difference you're muted joe i always mute it sorry the first half of the book helps you adopt the mindset right and the second half of the book helps you apply it and gives you the how to and 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 the way that you've done it and structured it is really is really cool by the way and some people do either or right it's like right. here's a whole book of a parable and good luck you know here's a few Clear lessons enough. here's right. a few lessons at the end of each chapter of the of the parable and you're trying to connect the dots you That's connect exactly that we did it that way shift the mindset yeah and then now solve with it that's right. And when you say solve with it he uh just so everyone's listening he he gives you like he said tools now it's hard to understand that like you mentioned real quick we'll quickly use the trust shield um he actually gives you the trust uh shield framework and exercises and application in the book and you took it you didn't just write a book about why and how you wrote a book about why uh, why i mean why and what you wrote a book about why what and how and um and gave people real real life scenarios and situations they could apply it to and i think that's masterful in and how you put this together and you're obviously you know that your publisher knows that. that's why you're um you're you're rising uh, even, even, even further in your career right now. It's, and it's in the middle of, of a crisis, you're helping to solve a really big issue. And I think in the moment of crisis, this book is probably one of the most needed books right now, because have we ever been in a time in history where trust wasn't more discussed or needed? Trust matters more than ever. People say, oh, that's so timely. The truth is it's also timeless. It always has been important, but I'll tell yeah. you the opportunity right now. People say, well, when is trust? When can I build trust the fastest? Is it in first interaction? That is a good time. Oh, Bill, trust that. You know, to be people in sales, first interaction, first interaction. It's a good time. By far, your fastest opportunity to build trust is in crisis and change. You have an enormous, things are going to heck. Somebody's mad at you. They're fresh. They're throwing chairs in the boardroom. You've got a customer ticked off. You have an immense opportunity to build trust faster in that moment of crisis than any other time. Think about George W. Bush. When was he yeah. most trusted in the U.S. as president? It was the week after 9-11. His ratings were highest. How he dealt with that situation in that first week. And so you have a huge opportunity and change is not going away. So if you can respond in change in certain ways, you can build trust faster in change in crisis than any other time. It's it's a timeless book as well because for that for those reasons, change is change is is inevitable. Um, how you adapt and and process it, um, you help people with. And I'm just want to applaud you on putting out um something that's so special and so needed right now. If you're listening, go to trustedleaderbook.com forward slash soto. I'll make sure it's in the show notes as well. David, thanks so much for being my guest today. I, there's so I can't. Can I have you back? Can you come? Absolutely. Back? Yeah. <laughs> the story continues because I want to dig down and, and deep into um, some some additional applications of this for our audience. So we'll have you back down the road. If you're listening to this, make sure you share this out with someone that you care about um, because trust plays a major part in their lives as well. As and I think every every entrepreneur, I think every business leader, I think every parent. I don't I don't say this very often in my show. Every parent should have the book. Um, because you're a leader of your family, moms and dads. 
mainly the moms. The moms and dads are the leaders of the family. And uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the show, David. Thank you, Joe. Trustleaderbook.com forward slash Soto. Share it out. We'll see everybody next time. Thanks. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor Joe Soto. 